Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's going on? Dan Bach here, Roto-Grinders, Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you here on this Thursday morning. Hopefully things are going well in your world, talking all things Daily Fantasy on the podcast. And uh, obviously we'll grind seven baseball games tonight. We'll run through that analysis here in just a little bit. Catch you up on some industry news we've got happening and... uh, and yeah, of course, reminding you as well that uh, preseason NFL football week two, I guess it's technically week three, but I think Hall of Fame game does not count as a week, so we'll call it week two. Starts tonight, smaller slate this Thursday. Last Thursday was the big one. The bigger slate this week is on Friday. So the Roster Watch, Roto Grinders, Jamino Dunlop video, which just was, you know, nails last week. We're going to see that recorded tonight, available either late tonight on RG or early tomorrow. Uh, we will have some written content already posted on the site for tonight's games, but definitely be using that if you're not. It is, uh, you know, this is where some of the largest edge you will find in DFS fantasy football is in the preseason. And, you know, Jamino had a ton of success himself. And as documented in some of the videos that we produced, you know, a lot of these plays, almost all the plays they spoke about, they used and uh, really paid off for them. So check it out. If you're a premium sub, you've already got this content coming to you. If you want to just get this uh, preseason stuff by itself, I think it's 20 bucks, and uh, you can find that in the marketplace. Or if you want to do the annual subscription you're in or the, uh, the season subscription for NFL, this will be part of it. I always say just go monthly and you get all everything for like, what, 30, 40 bucks a month. And uh, and that includes this package. So check that out if you haven't done so already. And uh, very, very useful as you play these games. Uh, all right. The only bit of industry news that kind of fell on Monday was uh, DraftKings unveiling a new game type called Flash Draft. Now, it's not going to be available until it seems like mid-season. But basically, it's just... Uh, taking Daily Fantasy down, you know, to the quarter level uh, and half level where uh, basically, you know, instead of drafting for a full game, you're drafting just for a quarter or a half. Now, uh, I got to look at exactly the formatting of it. And, you know, initially when I saw it, I thought it was going to be like WinView 2.0 as like an in-play type prediction game. But it's really nothing like that. It it is, um, it's, Definitely fantasy in the sense of you're drafting five players, but the five players you're drafting um, are going to be based on, you know, three different kind of, you know, fantasy options at each position. So uh, I think it's interesting, it's innovative, and it's something which, 
it's hard to gauge the appeal that you're going to have in something like this, um, especially to like hardcore grinders. Uh, for me, you know, I love setting the lineups and then kicking back and watching like 15 different football games at a time. So this probably is not for me. Now, admittedly, you don't have to be watching said game to be able to draft these teams. You don't need to be doing that at all. But certainly there's going to be an advantage to have uh, if you are watching the games. And for me, um, I'd just rather float around, watch Red Zone, and not have to deal with it. Now, for hardcore fans, casual fans who are attending games, who are watching games, uh, this is probably going to appeal to them maybe a little bit more than myself. But uh, obviously, you know, the way it works, the more engagement they can build, that's where they're really excited about this. The one thing I found most fascinating about it, though, was the last bullet point they had on this page. It says, each flash draft contest has a guaranteed prize amount and a bonus amount. And the more people that play the contest, the higher the bonus will be. And this would appear to me to say, okay, we've got a guaranteed prize pool, which, you know, is required pretty much within most of the regulations that have been written, but then um, we'll accept entries beyond that guaranteed prize pool. And once we hit a certain threshold, that will be the bonus pool, which will be also dispersed. And this is the first of its kind that I've seen on this front where it's allowed the... Uh, the game to go uh, potentially above and beyond what the actual guarantee is. And I'll be very curious to see whether or not this goes beyond just these flash draft games. Now, the advantage for this, um, I, there's not a huge drawback for the players as long as everything is kind of raked at the same normal level and it's just not an opportunity for you know sites to to get more rake. And I don't think that's what they're trying to do on this. But one thing that it can do is allow them to offer smaller guarantees and have less risk on overlay, but still run large games. Because the one thing that you know I get frustrated with sometimes is when they uh, miss... Uh, when they miss the mark in terms of like sizing of games and they miss it in the way of like, oh, you know, we've got a $100,000 prize pool and guess what? It's, you know, it's sold out seven hours before lock uh, for a day of basketball. Like that's really annoying. So this is an opportunity to have them run, continue to run big games, but don't necessarily have them have to come up with, you know, the dribble number two, number three, number four, number five, uh, so many different iterations of kind of the same game. And I don't know for sure if this is going to happen in their standard games, because this, again, only is showing up as a bullet point on Flash Draft. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if it did end up eventually moving over to their kind of standard salary cap games to, again, I think there's advantages on both sides. People like playing bigger contests, so therefore it allows these contests to grow and grow after already filling. And it also, you know, kind of takes away some of the risk of the guarantee that DraftKings has to put up. So I think it's interesting. I think that's one of the most uh, surprising things to come out of this. I'm not surprised that, you know, We've seen Daily Fantasy evolve from a slate that went from Thursday to Monday, then from Thursday to Sunday night, 
then from uh, you know Sunday to Sunday night, now Sunday to Sunday afternoons to single games, now down to single quarters. Um, not surprised to see that. It's all about uh, a little word called churn. The more churn you can do, the more money you can make. And admittedly, you know, there's definitely a lot of interest in this type of things too. We've seen a, a huge amount of success on the single game formats for the NBA Finals, the Super Bowl. And I mean, DraftKings is offering a million dollars first place prize on Thursday night football opening night. So there's a lot of demand for single games. I get it. Uh, there's no question about it. But um, you know, the the fact that there's innovation in terms of scaling prize pools, that's something that we haven't seen. And uh, I'll be curious to see what they do with it. I doubt we'll see maybe this expansion happen anytime soon. Maybe, you know, Flash Draft is the, is the first spot and they'll see how it goes. But ultimately, I think that could be the biggest change we see uh, from this in Daily Fantasy. But again, that's just speculation on my part. But nonetheless... I found it super fascinating that that was uh, one of the things that might be a part of this new offering or is going to be a part of this new offering. So uh, check that out, and I'm sure that we're going to have a lot more stuff. In fact, I know we've got a lot more stuff on the horizon for both FanDuel and DraftKings this football season uh, and you know, should be having a lot of that stuff hit any day now. So uh, be on the lookout for it. All right, that's what we got for industry news. Let's hit up Major League Baseball for you tonight and we're going to kind of take it game by game today. I'm going to do some kind of uh plate IQ analysis with you with you on the fly and uh and talk about what we've got going for you here tonight. First game Chicago and Pittsburgh, John Lester versus Ivan Nova. This isn't a spot that I'm particularly interested in either pitchers or really hitters. I mean, I guess you could look to Pittsburgh here just a little bit because John Lister has been, you know, pretty dreadful so far this season, especially over the last month or so, but they just don't hit lefties particularly well. I mean, you look up and down, you know, this lineup, they've got uh, Josh Bell uh, is the only hitter with an over 200 ISO against lefties in this lineup, and we got a projected uh, batting, what, six in the lineup today, Um, and, you know, just not a lot of power. They've got some decent hitters versus lefties. 338 for Dickerson so far this year. Freeze 361. Cervelli 334. Bell 345. Harrison 345. But just not a lot of power behind it. So, you know, this is not a spot that I'm overly excited about today uh, for the Pittsburgh hitters. I was going to take a shot on a guy. Uh, you might be able to find David Freeze batting cleanup here. Uh, at just 2,500 on FanDuel, 42 on DraftKings, and 8,300 on Fantasy Draft is a little bit expensive. I feel like that salary is certainly, you know, jacked up just a little bit. But you're probably going to want to take righties because he's Lesser's been pretty solid versus lefties this season with just a 296 uh, Woba allowed and 167 ISO, where to righties, you're looking at a weighted OBA of almost 40 points higher. Literally red in pretty much every single category on our Plate IQ page. So if you want to go to somebody, it's probably righties. But a guy like, you know, Starlin Marte, he's been pretty bad versus lefties this year. 126 ISO and 252 Woba. So, you know, if you want to take a shot on Lester, I suppose you can. I'm not really seeing him, you know, particularly viable from 
my perspective just with his recent play, but he is cheap at 73 on DraftKings and 14-6 over there on Fantasy Draft. Uh, right now, 8.5 total on that game with uh, Chicago just a small favorite there. And then um, on the other side of the... Uh, on the other side of the diamond, you've got you know the Cubs facing Ivan Nova. Nova is another guy that I really have very little interest in using. His last start was was pretty awesome against San Francisco on the road, but that's also coming in you know literally the best pitching ballpark out there against a team in San Francisco doesn't hit righties particularly well. But yeah, he's had some some decent enough starts. I mean, last start went for. 16 and a half DraftKings fan draft, but then had one, one, 14, 10, 15. It's just not enough upside for me to uh, to be considering him too much. And when you look at the plate IQ for this matchup versus Chicago, uh, they're pretty solid top to bottom versus right-handed pitching. I mean, Addison Russell hitting in that nine spot isn't probably going to do much for you, but everybody else has Woba's over 300. You've got one, two, three, four batters with ISOs over 200. And um, and you look at the K rates. Yes, Baez K's a lot at 28%, but Hayward at 11, Zobrist at 14, Rizzo at 11. Uh, I mean, those guys in the middle of the order, not really big on the K rate. I guess it's 20% as a team. Inflated a little bit with, uh, you know, guy like Javier Baez. But all in all, I'm not too interested in Ivan Nova tonight. As for the Cubs today, I mean, I feel like their prices are, you know, you're paying like market price for all of Chicago here. Uh, 5K for Javier Baez. You love that lineup order. And looking at today's pitching, you're probably going to be able to get in uh, some big bats because there's not like a marquee name out there for starting pitching that is over 10k. So I'm fine with Javier Baez if we can, you know, kind of get him into the lineup today. Just batting in that leadoff spot, it's perfect for cash games. Uh, you know, David Boat down there at 3.7k, he's all right. And then Contreras, the other guy, I might be looking at a little bit at 3.9, but. Again, not totally interested in this one. Eight and a half, again, total in that game. Washington and Cardinals, Tanner Rourke versus uh, Luke Weaver. And another eight and a half for us. Minus 126 here for St. Louis in this uh, matchup. You know, Luke Weaver's uh, a pitcher's had his ups and his downs. Uh, a little more downs here over the last couple of starts. I guess 15 versus Miami was fine. Bad start on the road, um, or excuse me, at home against Colorado. Decent against Chicago, bad against Chicago, and then great against the White Sox and the Giants, which is not particularly uh, stunning. Uh, here against Washington, um, again, this is a lineup that uh, I still feel has some talent to it when you look from top to bottom. And, you know, their numbers versus right-handers this season has been, you know, pretty darn good. I mean, uh, you've got... Uh, Harper, Rendon, Soto, Zimmerman, Murphy, all these guys. Um, since the looks like since the beginning of last season, they've got ISOs over 200. Wobas for pretty much everyone but Matt Weeters at 340 or higher, and uh, only a 17% K rate for them against righties. So uh, the X fit for Weaver pretty solid at 3.93 this season, but not like shutdown versus lefties or righties here. So if I'm giving an edge, I'm giving it to Washington Bats. 
But again, I'm not really looking to use him. Not really, really looking to use Tanner Rourke either. Um, just not a guy that presents a ton of upside. And certainly at a big price tag at what, 7 or 9.1 on FanDuel, 17.6 over on Fantasy Draft. Uh, and he's had some good starts. Three of the last four has been 24 fantasy points or more mixed in a 17 there. I, and maybe I'm just being naive, um, but, you know, gave up 16 hits. Uh, in his last two starts, uh, maybe only gave out thir- three earned runs, but I'm not really buying this K rate that we've seen over the last couple of starts here. I mean, he had seven and then a two and then a seven and 11. So seven or more in three of his last four against Chicago, the Mets and Milwaukee. I don't know if that continues here in this matchup versus St. Louis here tonight. And I just don't, I don't want to pay that much more for Tanner Rourke here today. So he's not, you know, my top target uh, by any measure. You look at St. Louis hitters today. I mean, nothing stands out here um, in terms of guys that we um, have to play or shouldn't play. I mean, Matt Carpenter, and by the way, I guess I should probably address this because uh, I, you know, admittedly and rightfully so got hammered by our friends at Old Old Takes Exposed freezing old takes, whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, And I I tweeted out, and this was during the NBA Finals, so this tells you how long ago it was. But uh, the tweet was, uh, who's more washed, uh, Matt Carpenter or Kevin Love? Now, remember, this was like, I think, on March 5th, or the end of March, sometime around there. And I was sitting here playing Matt Carpenter in my lineups, watching Kevin Love brick shot after shot in the playoffs. It was clearly a tilt tweet. But at the time of tweeting this, Matt Carpenter was hitting 140 with three home runs and 11 RBIs. That's what he did to start the season until May 15th. And then from May 16th to August 14th, he's hit 332 with 30 homers and 57 RBIs. Leads the National League in home runs. How did I know that was going to happen? I certainly didn't. I don't think anybody could have predicted that. Now, yes, there was BABIP issues. There were some few things in there that might have uh, led us to think that uh, he wasn't washed. But I saw him get struck out twice in a row by James Shields, and I just had enough. And I tweeted it out. The, like, lone, you know, I'm usually, like, a GIF guy when it comes down to Twitter. I'm not a hot take guy. Well, sure enough, I get called out for, like, my lone hot take, I feel, over the last year or so. Uh, so, Matt Carpenter, I I will not be sporting your jersey anytime for that. But dude's been raking. I mean, 400 Woba since the beginning of last season um, against right-handed pitching. Uh, you look at the numbers uh, – for this year, it's a 420, 315 ISO. So uh, obviously, he's you know an excellent option, but awfully expensive to to be paying for him. 4400, 5400 on DraftKings, 104 on Fantasy Draft. So another game. I'm not particularly excited to roster guys. Uh, let's get to this next game because I think we can talk about pitchers here. Colorado versus Atlanta. John Gray versus Julio Teheran. Total in this one eight and a half. And, you know, I don't always look at BVP or, you know, use it all that often, but I do like to see how teams have fared against pitchers, especially when you get larger sample size. And I don't know really how it is, but Julio Teheran has really shut down Colorado. And I have to imagine some of these starts have happened in 
uh, in Coors Field as well, as he's only allowed one home run in a lot of at-bats. I'm not going to do all the math. Uh, I'm not on the page that does it for me. But literally, Desmond, 0-32 at-bats. Cargo, 0-14. Para, 0-23. Blackman, 1-23. LeMahieu, 0-21. Arenado, 0-14. In fact, Arenado only 1-for-14 in his career against Tehran. LeMahieu, 3-for-21. Blackman, 6-for-23. Uh, I mean, the best is Ian Desmond at 8-for-32. And he struck out 11 times. So Tehran's been elite versus you know, the Colorado Rockies who, uh, you know, definitely the bats have cooled, but they're right in contention here. Still both these teams, you know, fighting to try and get into the playoffs. And then we've got kind of John Gray on the other side who uh, I am kind of bullish on as well, because looking at, you know, some of uh, the sample size is way, way smaller, but Atlanta bats have not hit him particularly well at all. And I think that this Atlanta lineup we're going to have, is going to be, you know, potentially a little bit more watered down than we're used to having because we're not going to have Ronald Acuna who took one, you know, on the elbow yesterday to start out. So, yes, he's going to have to navigate around uh Freddie Freeman who, you know, is, you know, incredible. But even Freeman this season, you know, he doesn't it's not sporting an ISO over 200 versus lefties for this year, only 188. The only guy who is is Ozzy Albies at 205. Um uh, Markakis suddenly, you know, has a little bit more pop in his bat. Uh, 381 weighted OBA versus righties, but again, ISO at 178. The K rate isn't spectacular, and that kind of worries me here a little bit. 16.9% for Atlanta versus this Atlanta lineup versus righties here today. Um, but I think it's, you know, where are we going to find pitchers that we like and trust today? And there's not. A whole lot of them out there. He's 87 on DraftKings. He's 16.9 on Fantasy Draft. He's 9,400 there on FanDuel. And you know, we talk about upside. You know, he's a guy who uh, I think at least has a, a good bit of it. He's been over 20 DraftKings fan draft points in uh, five of his last seven starts. Uh, the trouble came against the Dodgers at home and San Francisco on the road. Otherwise, he's been super steady pitching deep into games. I feel like this is a good spot for him with Acuna out of the lineup. Um, so I like him. And then, you know, Tehran on the other side, like we talked about, you know, um, you know, Colorado, they do really light up um, the plate IQ page when you set it to this season in 2018 against right-handed pitching. It's green pretty much everywhere. So that concerns me, and that's why I'm giving the edge to Gray over Tehran if I'm choosing one in this game. I don't think we're really playing both of these guys. It's a seven-game slate. I think you could if you wanted to on this sort of slate if you think it's going to be a 2-1 game, but the total is still 8.5. So, you know, I think if I'm going to pick a side here, it's going to be John Gray over Tehran, but the history for Tehran is excellent. The K rate for Colorado, uh, a little bit higher, about, what, six points higher than what you're going to have for Atlanta bats against that handedness of pitcher. Um, so the one thing you're really banking on, though, for me is, you know, can Tehran walk in with the same confidence he's always had? He's usually better at home uh, as well. So I think he's viable, but for me, John Gray, the preferred target here. And if you wanted to stack up Colorado, I get it. I mean, Tehran's a guy where, 
you know, the the wheels can fall off. He's got an XFIP of over five this season. Um, his numbers versus lefties, 339 weighted OBA. The ISO versus righties is at 229 uh, for this season. So uh, you don't even have to stack one side or the other. You can go lefties, righties, mix them up here with Julio Teheran. Uh, obviously, the K rate, about 5% higher versus righties. But, um, yeah, that's kind of my read on on this game. All right, let's move to the Mets and uh, Philadelphia here. Oh, man. This is not a uh, not a game that I might have even seen it on my – hold on one second here. I got it on the Plate IQ page. I think they might have a doubleheader today, which is – yeah. They got a doubleheader today, so it wasn't showing up on the lineups page. But eight and a half here, Zach Eflin – uh, versus Steven Matz. Let me make sure this is going to be on the main slate. I don't believe it is. All right, yeah, I don't see it on the main slate there on DraftKings today. So uh, that's probably why it didn't show up on the lineups page. Okay, let's move on then. Let's get to the uh, the game that I think everybody's going to be playing. That's L.A. versus Texas. We got a total of 11. We've got 95 degree temperatures. We've got guys named Taylor Cole and Ariel Gerardo on the mound today. Uh, so uh, clearly, if you're playing cash games tonight, I think you're going to want to try and get some exposure to this game. Um, the weather, you know, it is prime for there to have a ton of runs scored. And you know, Taylor Cole is a guy who is just a bullpen arm here for LA, and you know. He's not a guy that we've got huge sample size on, but you know, a 10% K rate versus lefties, an 8.5% K rate versus righties. Um, actually, that's Gerardo, excuse me. Um, Cole, on the other hand, is 30% versus lefties, 34% versus righties. So a little bit better there for Cole, but Gerardo, zero K upside whatsoever. But uh, back to the Texas side, uh, this guy's probably only going to pitch an inning. Maybe two tops. So even though he's got that, you know, pretty extreme K rate, who knows whether he's even going to face Joey Gallo? Like, if he doesn't pitch two innings, he might not face Joey Gallo to, you know, almost definitely strike him out here tonight. So uh, you can't use him as a pitcher here today. And, you know, I'm certainly fine using any of these uh, Texas bats today. Um, none of them are coming at a particularly great discount. Mazzara is a little bit cheaper at, what, 3.8 over on DraftKings, uh, 2,500 over on FanDuel, and 76 over on Fantasy Draft. Uh, looks like he is, you know, going to return again here tonight. So if he's in the lineup, you get a little bit of value there. But everyone else is market price. But again, if you go down and use some 7K pitchers today, and there's one in particular that I like, uh, obviously Texas is going to be a target for you. And then on the other side, again, Gerardo, a guy who's just not very good. And you've got an L.A. lineup, which gets the uh, the D.H. back. So we've got Otani back in there. And, you know, Otani, uh, I think, makes a tremendous play here. I mean, the K rate for him and Justin Upton, 27 25%. But the contact Woba on these guys at 503 and 536, they're going to get at bats versus a guy who doesn't K anybody I mean under 10 percent that's lousy so uh look to the angels look to the top of this angels lineup um because all top three guys 
have high K rates. 24% for up for Calhoun, 27 for Upton, 26 for Otani. And all these guys, you know, when they make contact are at 440, 503, and 536. So all excellent options for you there at the top of the lineup. You could throw Pujols in there as well, um, you know, if you want to run a four-man stack at the top of that lineup. So uh, I like the Angels side better. Uh, you know, this Gerardo guy is just not good. And I know that Vegas has it the other way, but... You know, he gave up four home runs this last start. Now, the two starts before then against Baltimore and Houston, we got to give credit where credit is due. You went for 12 and 17 DraftKings fan draft points um, in those matchups, but I don't see it happening today versus the Angels. Uh, too good of a hitting environment for them tonight. Probably, like, that's the side I want in cash games tonight, top of that order. Uh, all right, moving on. Minnesota and the Tigers this is crazy to say, but I think Irvin Santana is in play here today against Detroit. I just don't love Detroit versus righties. I made the case the other night for Ronaldo Lopez, and that blew up in my face because that guy sucked. Um, they're just not good versus righties outside of Castellanos, and I think Castellanos had like 40 DraftKings fan draft points that night, so he was pretty good. Uh, Goodrum, not too bad himself, but you take those guys out of the mix, and it's below average pretty much everywhere else. Woba's right around 300 or less for every other spot. Uh, Santana's bad, though, too. I mean, this guy, this season, again, small sample size alert, 642 on his XFIP over the last two seasons. It's at 494. So I think that's probably a more accurate number where he's at. Not a ton of K upside with him. Um, you know, we got 21% versus righties. 18% versus lefties. Uh, but I just, you know, looking at, you know, Vegas's thoughts on this one, they've got Minnesota at minus 164 today. They've got an implied run total of under four for Detroit. You know, I might have blown it with Ronaldo Lopez, but maybe, just maybe Irvin Santana can do it at just a lower price point. And the thing about him, too, is, uh, you know, he missed a good chunk of the year. This is his fifth start. Finally got over uh, five innings in that last start. Got six innings, only allowed three hits, walked two, struck out five versus this same Detroit team. Uh, did give up five earned runs there, but in only three hits allowed. And that, you know, came via the long ball with home runs. Now, typically in back-to-back -back starts like this, I definitely give the edge to the bats. There's no question about it. But at 7K on a seven-game slate and not a lot of options... I think he's actually viable today and uh, um, don't hate him. Liriano, not even considering him one bit. In fact, I think you got to look to the other side, to Minnesota, and there you'll definitely find some, some viable options. Miguel Sano, I think, should be in pretty much all of your FanDuel lineups today. He is way too cheap at 2800 there. He's 45 on DraftKings, 92 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, but he's starting to get hot a little bit now that uh, he's been called up and moving him up in the order. Had a home run just the other day. And uh, since the beginning of last season, you're talking about pretty elite numbers there versus lefties. 367 on the Woba, 240 on the ISO. And then the other guy I think we can look at, too, is Tyler Austin. I mean, Austin uh, is cheap on FanDuel at 2300 pretty cheap on DraftKings at 38 and 7300 Assuming he's in the lineup today uh, in that five-hole, 
Uh, a guy with a 329 ISO in his uh, 82 at bats since the beginning of last season versus lefties. A 566 contact Woba, and uh, I feel like he's you know in a really good lineup spot at a very reasonable price. Those are certainly my you know favorite options for us. We could look to Logan Forsyth potentially as well um, against. Uh, Francisco Lariano, a guy typically who's for his career been pretty good versus lefties. So those are the targets for me from the Minnesota side of things. They do have a run total over five. They're not my favorite offense to to stack, but you know in cash game one offs, I think Sano and Austin we can look at. Now we got to check out weather out here uh, with the Blue Jays and the Royals because Glenn Sparkman is pitching. Glenn Sparkman is not very good. Uh, he had what? Um, Kind of a relief pitcher, but then also has been called up. But even in the minors, hasn't been particularly good. So uh, Glenn Sparkman, you can pick on him today. But I just don't know if we're going to be able to do it with the weather. We're looking at, uh, let's see, 51% rain at 7, 20 at 8, then 43, 70, 72, 60. So we'll have to keep our eyes on Kevin Roth on crunch time to know exactly what we are getting into there today. But, you know, the Toronto side... Definitely, you know, my preferred side. Nothing wrong with picking on Sam, Sam Gaviglio, but I think Gene Sparkman is – doesn't sound like a pitcher. I don't know. Uh, but Sparkman, Justin Smoke, Randall Grechuk, uh, Curtis Granderson, all the names that I'm looking to roster there from that side. Uh, but the game I really want to talk about here, Diamondbacks and Padres, total of eight, Clay Buckholtz. Versus Jacob Nix. There's no way I'm paying 9500 for Clay Buckholz, even against uh, San Diego in that ballpark. I just, out of principle, I can't do it. Um, he's been better this year than we've seen in years past, pitching fairly deep into games, but you know, eight hits in seven innings, seven hits in six innings, six hits in five and two-thirds, six hits in six and two-thirds. Hasn't been giving up a ton of home runs. He's limited the damage there, but he is, people are making pretty good contact against him. And the D-backs, minus 137 here in this game against Jacob Nix, who is a guy who I really like. Solid minor league numbers for him. His first start came out of the gates firing with, uh, what, 21 DraftKings fan draft points against Philadelphia at home. Gets another start here at home. Obviously, maybe a little bit better hitting club in Arizona. But the salary jumped from 5,700 up to 78. It's not going to keep me away from him. Um, I think he's extremely viable today um, at that price point and uh, definitely a guy that, you know, I'm looking to roster today. It is different. You know, it is dangerous because Arizona's not a pushover offense, you know, by any measure. And, you know, you look at some of the metrics here for them versus right-handers. And uh, again, you had a lot of green on that, you know, played IQ page, especially if you go over the last two seasons, if you look at it just this year, it's that top of the order. You got to watch out for Peralta, Goldschmidt, Pollock, you know, Escobar, all four of those guys with 219 ISOs or greater. But if you get through the top of that order, the Souzas, the Martes, the Ahmeds, the Avilas, those guys have been pretty trashy, the pitcher spot. So it's whether or not he can, you know, manage the top of that lineup here tonight. And, uh, you know, I'm crossing my fingers that he can because I just feel like in that ballpark, um, I liked what I saw. And the minor league pedigree is there. Great numbers in the minors. So looking at Knicks as one of my pitching options for you 
here on the slate. So uh, obvious stack, you're going out to the Angels and the Rangers. Give me the Angels side of that one. Uh, alternative stacks for you potentially today is if Tehran goes off the reservation, you've got some Colorado Rockies bats you can look at. Minnesota, I don't love them in the stacking side of things, but you certainly have some one-offs you can consider in that game. If Toronto looks like it's going to go, I don't mind them. And uh, and that's probably where I'm looking to play tonight. So that's what I got for you on the seven-game slate in Daily Fantasy Baseball. But I've got to get on out of here. Uh, tomorrow, Mangone will keep you covered on a Friday here on The Fix. Football season's approaching very, very soon, and we will be having announcements for you on what our media content is going to be. It's going to be busy, as always. And uh, just know, uh, I think we've been doing this longer than anybody else, and we're proud of all the great you know, content and contributors that we bring you here on rotogrinders.com and looking forward to another great NFL season of that. But uh, good luck in all your contests tonight. You got feedback. You know where to find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach. You spell that B-A-C-K. Until next time, talk to you later. See you. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.